Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. Thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Here to help you live your best life, you guys. I hope you're doing well. Living safely, wearing your masks, social distancing, and washing your hands. And also taking care of your mental health, hopefully, by sharing space with me here. But really, um, I hope that everyone's doing as well as can be possible. Welcome to another episode of, first of all, in the era of coronavirus. We are still in it because I'm in the United States where we do not have it together, y'all. It's been great fun, but um, don't want to harp on that. Just want to call out the obvious just to kind of document where we're at. But wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, I hope, um, yeah, that you're doing well and that this show can be a place where you can discover a little bit more about yourself, ask some good questions. I didn't say easy questions, good questions was what I said. And uh, figuring it out because that's what we're all trying to do. I am really excited to bring back Josh Hahn, who is a dear friend of mine who's an actor and a stuntman and also, you know, a corporate professional and uh, just somebody that I really admire and respect. He's back here at First of All to catch up with me and just talk about something really important, which is letting go of control and checking reality. Um, Josh and I have been, you know, checking in on each other every once in a while during the COVID quarantine. And I just, I know that he has a lot going on in his life and um, we've talked about some really deep topics. So I just thought it'd be really good to do a check-in and share that with all of you because he's been sharing some really great insights on everything he's been going through and learning. So um, yeah, we cover a lot of ground in this episode and I'm just putting that out as a disclaimer. You know, it's it's proving to be a little bit difficult to stay linear and coherent in this time. The brain cells are very limited, so I hope that you'll give us <laughs> a little bit of grace as you as you head into this episode. But yeah, I hope that we inspire people to dig a little bit deeper and and think about the different ways that these bigger topics that Josh and I go over apply to your life and how we can just all kind of take everything a step at a time. And just do the best we can, making sure that we are doing the best we can, even if it's a one degree difference every day. Uh, it's really to help ourselves and to help be a better spirit and presence and contribution to those around us. It's the best we can do. So thank you to Josh for being such a great guest, a uh, great friend, and being a great person to share his thoughts on, first of all. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode on letting go of control and checking your reality with Josh Hahn. Enjoy! I kept the secret safe, sick in a secret way, telling a pretty lie, ugliest way to die. I kill a story off, I got a new plan, got talking who's there, I made a new <laughs> we are off to a good start, Josh. I appreciate this. Dude, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. 
How are you living in this very, very hot day in this very, very hot place during this global pandemic? I I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right uh, for the most part. Um, how hot is it over there for you? It's like not that hot over here. Girl, I'm in the valley. Sorry, I call everyone girl. Um, I'm in the valley and you're on the west True. side. Like it's probably eight to 12 degrees hotter here. Right, right. <laughs> it's great. It's really always, great. always. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I mean, um, I'm still seeing like my therapist, which is great. Yeah. Um, I got a good quarantine group of friends, and um, bought some new workout stuff. I'm just like you know, trying to keep it real basic. Good. But, keep it you know, simple, right? Keep it simple, right? Well, who's it? Well, you have roommates. You live with Andrew. Yeah. Our friend Andrew. Yep. And then what do you mean by your like quarantine friends? Is that people that you're like meeting up with to social distance walk or like is that what that involves? Yeah. Yeah. These are the people that I see on like a regular basis. Mm. And we keep it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my homies, Jarman, I go over to his place a lot because, uh, well, one, they don't have a car. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I've just been there ever since quarantine started. I, I would like frequent their place a lot. And I'm like really just the only person that comes over there. So, yeah. Are y'all was, getting uh, tested? Yeah, I got tested once and I have another testing kit here that I'm going to do uh, tomorrow because I have to mail it out. So it's like, Put it in a FedEx thingy. Yeah. I've not heard of these. Well, I've heard that they exist. I don't know anybody personally until this moment of anyone that's been using those like mail-in test kits. So this is a revelation. Andrew Andrew used one. I got this from my friend. Uh, I I can send you the link, Minji, but it's free. Uh, It's from LabCorp, basically. Okay. And it's they partnered off with this company called Pixel. And um, yeah, they, they send you this kit. You do a nose swab. And then you put the specimen in a bag and then you set that to FedEx and then everything is already taken care of. That's dope. Yeah. It's so. just, it's a very, what a, what a time to be alive. I mean, this is the uh, ongoing thing, yeah. right? Like I, we're at month four. I've been doing weekly podcasts, sometimes twice a week. So it get to me, I'm just like, to what extent does that, that saying get, I'm already sick of it. I've been sick of it since like Dude. week three, but you know, it's it's just to acknowledge the accumulation of what's going on. Like you and I had a check in before we even started recording. Like, are you OK to record? And right. that's like a new development, at least in my world, that I noticed people like very graciously doing because we're all on different um, energy sources. Like our levels, our fuel tanks are all are all very sensitive right now. And mm-hmm. so I really appreciated that because there was there was one moment it's like consent and permission and just self self self-awareness right and checking in where like somebody that i had a a meeting like a phone call with asked me that and i legit thought about saying you know what like maybe it'd be better to talk a different day and i had never asked you know you don't you just go right we've been in the world before covid just go 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 and so i really appreciated that like philosophically like they asked me that i checked in and i ended up saying you know what i think if we just keep it pretty chill I'll be okay for maybe like a half hour instead of like doing a full hour conversation. 
So stuff like that is is changing on my end. I don't know about what's going on in your in your world of like how people are are gauging those things more and more. You know, I think we are being a little bit more sensitive to each other, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I haven't done like my podcast in a long time, but you know, I have had a couple, you know, just phone calls with friends while I'm doing like these walks and stuff, and a lot of it is just, hey, dude checking in opening up about like any feelings or (laughs) anything like that because yeah again this is a really weird time yeah for sure yeah all the all the reflections too and um you know recording this at the very top of august and you know every day or week has been a little bit different and you know some ups some downs but it's just to acknowledge that Whatever anybody's going through, I have to say, even if it's Captain Obvious, I want everybody listening in on this, even if it's in the future, wherever you're at, you're okay. Like, it's okay. I've been doing that saying to myself to soothe myself. Like, if my brain's foggy, my energy is low or whatever it is, like, I'm just like, it's okay. You're okay. It's all right if you feel off. Because there are more and more of those days, man. And I'm genuinely like, currently, I mean, just to catch up with you, I've just been really worried about what's to come, you know, and I'm a natural warrior. Yeah. yeah. You don't know that about me. You know that about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I have I have the mom complex, but I'm just like right now with like unemployment money running out and everything like I'm genuinely like, what the hell is going to happen right now? Right. And not to not to expect the worst, but it's like we got to be ready. We got to be ready for shit going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd be foolish not to. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 You got to, I mean, it's, it's not like you're expecting the worst, but you just have, you have to prepare somehow. And then some people they have prepared, but then, you know, their preparation could be this financial nest egg and like just with shit going around right now. I mean, dude, that's not going to last forever. Like what's going to happen? Like, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. fuck i don't know man (laughs) i don't know this is the scary part you know like i wanted to talk with you because every time we check in and catch up like i always i always feel like i can kind of like take a load off which is i was like let's talk josh Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because i think that's really important right now and i feel like with all these things that are piling up or have been piling up or being unpacked right by various people in various ways over the last few months i think I've I've come to value more and more like these safe spaces to unload. It's like to truly kind of like let my hair down, put out my real feelings, um, call it what it is, because it's a good catharsis. It's like good therapy, but it's also like a reality check for me, too. So mm-hmm. that's I mean, that's the general premise of why Josh is on this podcast right now. The last time we talked too, I wanted to check in on your health. And we talked about that briefly when we talked on the phone last or FaceTimed or whatever it was. Um, like, how are you doing with your health? Cause you are, you've been dealing with like, like crazy stuff going on in the yeah, middle of all yeah. this. It's uh, I mean, it's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you recap people what, what we talked about? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So uh, basically I have this autoimmune disease called IgA nephropathy where my antibodies uh, for some reason are attacking my kidneys. Mm-hmm. 
So then it causes inflammation um, and like it's just like a slow, gradual um, just decrease in kidney function. Now, it could just be stable and you're just going to continue to live with like like a slow decline or it could ramp up. So for me, the last like what basically like the last year. Mm-hmm. it's 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 ramped up and like just kind of out of nowhere um literally found out about how bad it was before my uh project in armenia mm-hmm. so literally the day before the doctor told me this is what's happening and i'm like well i guess what i have to deal with it when i come back so i dealt with it um and i've been seeing my nephrologist basically like every three months or i'm sorry every every three weeks to a month and right now um yeah i'm going through a kidney transplant process yeah yeah it's crazy um i'm just really thankful that you know i have a good support system with my family um really good friends uh my mom and my brother are actually going through the process too uh Mm. to be a living donor Mm. So, luckily, um, it's stable. It hasn't gotten worse. It hasn't gotten better uh, since October. So, yeah, the doctors had me on some medication, which I really didn't like. Uh, This medication is called Pregnazone. It's uh, immunosuppressant, and it's a steroid. But some of the side effects were just, like, not cool. One of the most prevalent one is called moon face where it just it makes your face a little puffy okay um and it wasn't super prevalent in mine i could notice it not many people could um and then also like muscle fatigue uh some of the side effects were like mood swings and Mm -hmm. when i saw this i was like oh dude this is the worst time for mood swings. Right. <laughs> so tell that uh, but, to my PMS, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So some good news is yeah, we we are actually I've been tapered off of that medication. I was on that for like six months. Really didn't like it. The bad thing was that like it didn't really help. Mm. The good thing is I'm off of it. Um, and um, yeah, it was a pretty high dosage. So we just slowly tapered off and uh yeah it's only been like three or four days off of it but i should be somewhat quote-unquote normal um in like a week or two but yeah that's that's what's happening that's what's happening and josh you're like (laughs) one of the most positive uh people that i know and i think that this lends itself to like what i recognize about a lot of people i admire that outwardly, right? And this just mm-hmm. goes to show with like our uh our interpretations of life and our perceptions that yeah. um a lot of my most uh positive and like you know like you're a light, you know, and a lot of friends of mine oh, are thank you. and um offhand, some people might look at somebody that is as positive and that outwardly like fit. And we talked about this even when you first introduced this whole issue you know to me in the last episode but it's just like it goes to show like there's there's always a lot going on in every person's life including a lot of times the people that can be the most positive are people that have 
gone through or are dealing with tremendously difficult things, right? Whether that's yeah. like an autoimmune disorder and you don't know if and when your body's going to shut down and you got to manage care, self-care for yourself in a whole other level in terms of like, you know, uh, <laughs> in terms of medication and like you're, I'm sorry, but conceptually, like we can talk about a kidney transplant because they're not uncommon. They happen. But if yeah. I put myself empathetically in your shoes and I was like, I was getting a kidney transplant, I'm sorry, but like, say that Minji Chang was getting a kidney transplant in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic in her 30s, I'd be having a goddamn meltdown, like, <laughs> at some point. And I'm sure like I would normalize and deal with it and just with, you're dealing with so much grace. But like, that's a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to validate that and acknowledge like that's a lot for any one person to be dealing with. Um, I'm very glad that you're working and that you have a support system because, and maybe those are the things that like are allowing you to be as, you know, as, as, uh, optimistic and as, as like, take it as it comes as you are. I mean, do you feel like that's been part of the way that you've been coping with everything in general is like the fact that you've been dealing with this gigantic health issue? You know, it, it's, I asked myself, should I be freaking out? Mm. And I it it I feel like perhaps it hasn't hit me yet. Perhaps it hasn't landed yet. Um, maybe because you know I don't necessarily feel it. Like I'm not in pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I just know that in the you know within my body this is not working right. Uh, so hopefully we get this done before you know, I have to go on dialysis or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, and I think about that. I think if I, if I, maybe if I was going through dialysis, it would hit me harder. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I really don't want to go through that. Mm -hmm. I do, I, I do get a little anxiety where, so right now it's like, there's like so many moving parts where uh, my hospital Cedar Sinai is like reaching out to my brother and my mom. And like, you know, it's, I would want things to go as fast as possible, mm -hmm. but it's like, there's a schedule that needs to be met. And, um, I'm part of this, uh, this Facebook group for this, you know, IG nephropathy. And this lady mentioned that she was scheduled to do her kidney transplant, but be because of COVID, they have to postpone it. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm just like, oh God, like. Please don't let that happen to me. Right, um, right. But in reality, yeah, that 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 could happen. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, you know, and I I think about that, and I'm like, this is, yeah, this situation is really shitty. Mm -hmm. But there are only two ways to go about this. Mm -hmm. It's like you go the positive direction, or you go the negative direction, and like. I, I, you know, try to make it as simple as possible mm. um, for myself. And yeah, I choose to go this positive route. Um, yeah, because really, like, what's, what's the point? <laughs> what is the point of going through it and feeling, you know, really shitty about yourself going through it? That, that's, that doesn't serve you. Right. Yeah, it doesn't serve you or doesn't serve others around you. Um, if you think this is part of your purpose, like this doesn't serve your purpose where if you want to be like 
this beacon of of light and hope to other people um Mm -hmm. i mean if you really want to be that then you're gonna have to walk through some shit and maybe this is just the shit that i have to walk through i love that that's amazing i this is this is what i'm i'm recognizing through hearing more stories like this is just um the power of choice right and that's something that i've been really working through even prior to like getting therapy and stuff like various challenges in my life through really hard you know relationships as a as a young person um because sometimes i look back on on things i've gone through and i'm like how did i come out the other side right like i don't i don't remember like like i literally just like how did i how did i do that how did i i remember how bad it was i remember how scared i felt or helpless or whatever and i'm just kind of marveling that you know i'm i'm in a better place obviously if i'm able to look back on it with with more objectivity mm-hmm. i'm in a better place but i'm like i don't recall how did i get through every tough day because there were a lot and i just don't yeah. recall so i think there's definitely kind of an inherent survival skill that human beings have like i i like to speak that and call that out because i think humans are like we're all really really resilient you know yeah we're incredibly yeah. resilient but there is kind of like a is like an opportunity or like a certain leveling up that can come with recognizing your ability to choose, right? Not just yeah. being in survival mode, which is there and it's at your disposal, but um, like kind of just opening eyes to, I can, I can choose to feel better about this, this situation or this circumstance um, and to recognize a level of control that you have or not control, like really surrendering to the fact that you can't control so many things. And the one thing you can control is like your attitude, you know, for lack of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I think you are 100% correct. Like the only thing we can control is honestly our, our attitude. Um, man, I, uh, that's, it's like a big lesson for me where, you know, I going through therapy, I didn't realize how much, of a control freak I am, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like my control mechanism is basically people pleasing. Mm. Yeah, and it's <laughs> right there with you, man, dude. Yeah, it, this shit is, and it's and it, it's strong. Like my last um, session with my therapist, we were talking about relationships, and we were talking about my past relationship, and. She was like, what do you want to do? And I said like what I wanted to do. And then shortly after that, all my answers were like then around. It was it was like kind of hovering around trying to make the other person happy mm. or, or what would be easier for them. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, why do you? She's like, I just think it's so interesting how, you know you say what you want to do and it's like, okay, cool. Now you can do it. But then it's, it's really sneaky where this other side of you comes in and is like, well, let's stop. Let's, let's think about this other person here. Let's think about, um, you know, how they're going to feel and blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. it's, it just like stops me dead in my tracks. And, um, yeah. That's so interesting. That's interesting that you frame it like people pleasing, as not about really truly pe- not truly pleasing the other person but as a way of control i want to like 
Yo, you blew my mind because I've been going through something really similar. <laughs> and I'm curious how that ended up. Like, obviously, there's patient and, you know, a, a caregiver. What do you call it? Confidentiality. So you don't have to share anything. But I'm just curious, mm-hmm. like, what's your what were your learnings or what were your discoveries about how you use people pleasing as a form of control? It's 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 the um, I want people to like me, mm-hmm. so I want to control that. How do I control that? It's through people pleasing, just making sure that they feel good and that they yeah yeah yeah. And I'm they, not I'm not mm-hmm. ruffling any feathers. Um, it's to like really, establish safety for you. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, well, s- sort of. It's like. And and this is this is like for me, it's really deep rooted from I wanna say, obviously from childhood. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. me being like the youngest. Um yeah, I was always the one doing things for other people. Mm-hmm. Um and then oh, like getting compared to a lot to my older brother. Like oh. yeah. Like, why can't you be like him? Why can't you be like Andrew? They would say so, that to you to your face all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when I would get like in trouble. Mm-hmm. So then, me, and this is, I'm just taking a guess here, but I think hearing that as a child, it's like, okay, I didn't make them happy. How can I ha- make them happy again? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's. It's funny how I think like talking about myself or expressing myself is somehow a selfish thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, yeah. that's what stops me from doing that. Um, so like with this re- last relationship I was in um, was like the first time I was, I felt like I was able to say how I was feeling and this is what I need. Um, putting yeah. a boundary basically yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it's basically yeah it, it's funny like there are boundaries where it's like okay you can't you shouldn't come through but mm-hmm. then there's also boundaries where it's like hey this is like what i need that's another type of boundary i that's that, uh, were you listening to my last therapy session <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you i am telling you okay so my uh, it is see there's a part of me that feels like embarrassed and a little shame i don't know it just feels i feel funny to admit that i am like a textbook case of x y or z right like i went through an abusive relationship as as a teenager and then learning about domestic violence in a more like academic format when I was older and working in that field um, Mm -hmm. to prevent domestic violence and uh, abuse of women and children. um, I learned just so thoroughly that I was like a textbook case, right? Like that I fit all the patterns and the cycles. And there's something about that. Maybe this is like my ego that was, it was bruising. It was just like, I didn't like that. I was like a textbook case. And then maybe yeah. that's like my low self-esteem slash ego issues of as being a kid. Like I, I wanted to be exceptional, right? But to know that I was like sl- smack dab in the middle of like, you know, you're just a classic, uh, uh, you know, domestic violence survivor. And I was like, 
damn, I, I don't have a leg up on anything. That's, I think that's really fun. I'm recognizing all these things about myself, like how I framed it in my head to, um, to feel like empowered or motivated to, to work on something or how I approach problems. Right. And for yeah. some reason, I think it has a lot to do with my, my former ego that's dying. Um, that I always wanted kind of like to be an outlier. I didn't want to be like a common folk, like, oh, you're just one of those that yeah. like, do that. Yeah. Right. So it's this kind of the same thing with all of these, um, childhood traumas and things that I think are really, really important. Like, don't get me wrong. I really, I'm recognizing every day, every conversation that it's so vital and it's so important. I just want to put that out there because if there's anybody that does that is in that kind of denial place, I was there too. Just like, I didn't want to be like, just like everybody else and just like, oh yeah, like my dad was mean to me. And so therefore blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people could also look at that same thing and just be like, no, that's great. There's like, you know, there's a clear pathway and, and there's a pattern and there's, therefore there's a way to approach it because we've, we've seen this so many times before, right? There's like a, yeah. a good and bad to everything. So not even good and bad. It's just like, there's so many ways to look at any situation. And so this, this came up actually because of my birthday recently, Josh, where mm -hmm. I'm like recognizing all this, like these childhood traumas and wounds that I'm, I'm healing. And I really appreciate you being open enough to like share like what you experienced as a kid and however much more you want to like go on that. I'm like totally open ears. I just recognize with my own family how much I have served a certain role in my family as like... Yeah the only daughter i am the middle child and there's something about like i am not an only like a middle child i'm did i say only child i'm <laughs> middle <Slip>. child <laughs> whoa Freudian slips are happening <laughs> i am a middle child so see i'm only daughter middle child so it's like a very specific whatever yeah but um being middle i didn't want to be like i'm a middle child syndrome i never wanted to be that right yeah yeah. And I was like, I refuse, like I'm exceptional, da, 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 whatever it was. And no, but bro, I got some middle child syndrome. <laughs> oh boy. And it came full effects or like not completely, mind you. Um, but in certain ways, I just feel like I was like the overlooked kid in the family. And I would compare myself, even though nobody was like overtly comparing me to my brothers. Yep. Actually, like there were differences in rules, but no one was telling me do or don't be like, you know, Lewis or Dennis. I just noticed like, for example, like there, uh, it, it's, it's just a comparison of like, oh, they go to all of their events or whatever, or it's, um... it's hard. Like, so certain things like my parents missed actually certain key things in my life that were really yeah. important to me. Uh, homecoming. It happened to coincide with their, like, a trip that they were taking. They take very few trips. So they, like, went. My dad wasn't there with me to walk me at homecoming. Um, that was a big oh. moment in my life. And it is what it is. I didn't, like, overtly get pissed at him, but it hurt. You know, I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Like, he wasn't there. They missed uh, my college graduation. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that one's a doozy. I'm still not over that. See, like, I'm, like, recognizing these these moments. And, like, uh, they were really concerned about their store. They're opening up their dry cleaners. Yeah. And, like, they missed it. by like, my parents tried to tag team this, and they both failed. They basically were like, oh, you come early or you come late, and we'll see Minji, you know, graduate. 
And basically one of them left early and one of them came late. So like uh, both of them missed it. So oh my ne- goodness. Neither of my parents saw <laughs> oh me graduate God. from UC Berkeley, right? Um things like that. And then so it came up on my birthday because like I've been planning Zoom things for like Mother's Day, Father's Day, my mom's birthday, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh I got hit up in the middle of the day saying like, "Hey, we're not going to do a Zoom because we went on a hike and we're hella tired." And I was like, "Okay. Thank you. Thank you so wow. much." Oh, and then there's my parents, right? And then But my mom and dad are really tired, right? So they're like, they're working, they're running their store and I really care about their health. So I'm like, please, for the love of God, do not strain your bodies. I need you to stay healthy because if you get sick, that will destroy me, please, you know? So I was very like, it's cool. Like, yeah, rest. And I don't think that they would just say that if it was like, oh, my feet hurt. It's like, my mom's like, no, we're exhausted. And so we're gonna, like, we're tired. But then like, they hit me up later that day at like dinner time. Mm-hmm. They're like, they cacao talk me and they're like, hey, can you get on Zoom in like 30 minutes? And I'm like in the middle of making myself miyokuk. I'm making myself yeah. like some seaweed soup to try to like, you know, honor myself <laughs> and celebrate my birthday. Yeah. And I was just like, the hell? Like, so I was happy because then I was like, oh, they're, they're awake. And so, you know, I wanted to be grateful and I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, like, I really want to see you guys. And I was, I was really happy. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the next few days, like... <laughs> Some bad feelings start, and it kind of didn't want to answer my mom's call. Like there was some random stuff that was peeking up, right? Like rearing its ugly head. And I was yeah. like, why the hell am I feeling so negative and so like bummed and kind of like unimportant? You know, all these different feelings. Like I'm very, I'm a sensitive person, but I'm just a lot more aware now. And yeah, it came upon me. And I talked about this with uh, a friend, with my brother. I just felt like so unimportant, man. I was like, how little do you give a shit about my birthday? And I've been alone here, like isolating. I haven't seen my family. I haven't had a proper hug from any of them. Like, come on. I was really, really bummed, right? I was really yeah. like, I don't, I don't even matter. What the hell? But yet the whole time that that was happening, my natural tendency, which was like to play that emotional support role that you sound like you play, mm-hmm. was to be like, just, I need to be grateful. Don't be, don't be a brat, Minji. Like, just be happy that they called you, period. You know, there's other people that don't yeah. have these kind of support systems. And like, and I appreciate that. I'm glad that I have some kind of self-regulation happening to like reason with myself. But also part of me was just like a hurt kid. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right answer is. But I was, I was pretty butthurt. And that's like, I was like, I'm a 35 year old woman. I was like, what the, what the hell is going on right now? I didn't I, like that. I, I would be, I would be butthurt too. Don't worry. Okay. Thank you for validating me. Josh. Oh my gosh. That's oh Minji. See, but the, okay. But the funny thing is then I also thought about it because I put it on Instagram too. Cause I would, I just want to kind of like document the day. There's a number of reasons why I like putting things in my IG story. It's like, I really enjoy seeing other people's IG stories. Like, I want to see how everyone's doing, right? And like, how are you living your life? And it genuinely gives me, when I see my friends, like sharing random things, celebratory things, whatever. It's like our little shared moment of connection, right? So I'm like, oh, dope. Like you got, you got like a, you know, a new hot pot. Like, that's great. Like, I like that. So I was going through my day and just like thanking friends who had acknowledged me. And I shared that about my family too. Like, hey, we're on, I'm on, it's like ending my day with the family Zoom. But I recognize, yeah, on the outside, everyone's going to be like, oh, like perfect day, blah, blah, blah. And not blah, blah, blah. But you know, like, oh, this is just like a perfect 
quarantine birthday that Minji's experiencing. And it was yeah. a lot of like really great. But I was also extremely lonely that day, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, I was extremely sad by the end of it <laughs> because of the family situation. And my dad was being a dick and trolling me because that's what he naturally does. I was actually pretty bummed <laughs> on my birthday, but that was not communicated out to the world, right? Yeah, so yeah. I didn't sit there and like be a downer on IG story and be like, hey, so I know I posted all these stories about how great everything's been, but I'm really fucking sad right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I hate and I hate everything. I wasn't gonna go do that, right? But it's just again, I'm always just kind of checking these real these reality checks, right? And seeing like how I'm feeling versus what another perspective could be, either within myself or from the audience. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It gets very meta, but I was just kind of checking in on all of that. <laughs> Dude, it's funny too, like birthdays to be celebrated and, and it's like our one day of the year. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there aren't, I, I've definitely felt like that a couple of times where I feel really lonely mm. and I'm like, why, why do I feel this way? You know, I have a family that is like really loving. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> this this actually takes me back to uh a few weeks ago. I did my first uh did my first shroom trip and it was fucking dope. <laughs> what is happening where everyone's so, doing shrooms? Okay, I'm not promoting that and I'm not condemning it, but I'm I just, am I am promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to do it, yo, if you're ready for it. Do it. Um, That's so funny. It's when people are like, yo, it's a trip. It's a journey. I'm just like, damn, yo, that shit was a journey. Okay. Okay. um, Everyone's trip is going to be really different. And um, oh man, mine was a lot. It was, it was heavily focused on my inner child. Okay. Yo, you had an inner like, child journey, journey on shrooms. I <laughs> yeah, must hear about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also like it's you know I, I'm no expert in psychedelics, but I did my research. I was talking to friends, and you know the plans are like you go in there with intent. Okay, and like, it's like what do you want out of it? So for me, you know, I just got you know I'm going through this health stuff, and then I did I, I was like coming out of a relationship and. I just wanted to come out as a better person. Okay. You know? Okay. And towards like, you know, the latter part of the relationship that I was in, I started having a lot of feelings of anxiety and insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, many of which are, were valid and they were, it was nothing wrong. You know, I was, my therapist kind of helped me kind of go through these, these emotions and these feelings um, and these validations, but it made me really focus on like, okay, this whole, you know, soothing and self-love and, you know, comforting your inner child. So my, my trip was like really focused on, you know, there was like, there were different versions of yourself and there was like my inner child and I was really just comforting my inner child. And then dude, I I sobbed for like four hours. Wow. It was crazy. I can see why people were freaking out or mm-hmm. wait, why people freak out on shrooms, but um, coming out of it, it, you know, for me in the, in that particular journey, it was, 
um, my higher self was basically telling all these other versions of me, like, you know, we're all like heading in this one particular direction. And my inner child felt like he was like left behind or neglected. So I'm like, one version of myself was like, let's keep going forward. Like, it's okay. Like, he's fine. Just keep going. Um, He'll catch up. But then my higher self was like, no, we're all going together. Nobody oh. gets left behind. Oh. Yeah. 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 So whatever that is for other people. I mean, again, your your trip is going to be like really different from mine, but yeah, focusing on your inner child, I'm like still learning about like what that is exactly. I'm so, glad that that was like a good catalyst then. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go mama here on you though, but like, should you be doing shrooms when you have like a kidney issue? <laughs> completely <laughs> healthy, completely okay. fine. Yeah. Okay, see that, <laughs> these, these are the things. Okay, and I've had different, you know, interactions with uh like i've only done molly and weed right i've smoked weed and i'm a i'm a proponent for weed if you're but it's also be careful because again every person is really different it's also recognizing like it's so dangerous to overgeneralize or generalize in general right yeah because every person's chemistry is different and like you exactly what you said the state of mind that you're in and your intentions and where you're at matter right so mm-hmm. again, where that substance, this unknown substance may be interacting with your particular chemistry and your psyche, we don't know what the results of that are going to be just because your friend, like your homie was like, it's great. And like, they, they never have any complications or anything does not equal. You will have that same thing. Right. So it's yeah. just to go in with like eyes as open as humanly possible, because I know that like we as humans are looking for all kinds of ways to like cope and, and escape and, and experiment and all those things. And I get that. And I've done that myself. So I'm not here to judge, but it's literally just to call out the fact that there are many things at play that we all need to like research and and consider before just like blindly being like, oh, acid. Cool. I have a psycho acid story that happened in my real life. I don't know if I can share it because it involves. (laughs) It was it was insane. It was like I was scared for my life. Like situation because somebody in my direct vicinity took had a very very bad acid trip yeah and it it was you gotta be you gotta be like ready for it yeah and i don't even know how to qualify that which is why for me i just do breath work you know what i mean like i'm like and 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 breath work can be like really uh that could be really emotional too I, yeah. I, I, but I remember I did some breath work like, like a month or two ago. And I remember it was just through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting in my room uh, following along and I just started getting really emotional. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know how or why. Um, but, and I don't know if it's maybe because we're in lockdown or maybe because like, relationship shit or health stuff i mean there's a lot of things that kind of come into play but um yeah it's a great it's a great uh exercise to do mm-hmm. um again yeah it's like something that you got to be ready for these emotions to come up and just 
kind of one one thing one big lesson from from taking shrooms is you're you got to learn to let go and just surrender and so they're saying like you know when you go on these trips just know that you're not going to die but just to also just let go and go with it that's mm-hmm. the best way to experience it um the concept of that is like my my mount everest in life i think like the concept of letting go which is yeah. why i approach that whole letting go um you know journey or process or i don't know i don't know how to define that i i don't know if it's like an achievement that i'm trying to get which is to let go but i just know that that concept for me it appears to be an ongoing Mount Everest. It's like a mountain that keeps getting higher. <laughs> and I'm like, I did it. And then no, you haven't. <laughs> like you're not yeah, done. I, I, I don't know if, the, uh, like, if it's humanly possible to fully let go. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think that is something to strive towards. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, we are all, we, we we want to say that, you know, we're not controlled by these things, but I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought, but just like giving it, just think about it right now. I just feel like maybe it's impossible, but it's just something, one of those things where you strive towards where like, for example, like golf or martial arts or dance, it's something that you can never perfect. It's just something that you always just work on and yeah, then you yeah. kind of discover some new things and um, yeah. Well, what is it that you want to let go of? I think, see, I, and so I, I, I feel like I said a very general statement that's a little bit vague and to further specify, because I'm curious what your version of it is. What is it that you want to let go of? Because I don't want to let go of everything. I think there's a lot that I want to hold on to. Right. And so, um, what is it? What is the letting go? What is it that you are letting go of? Um, something that where I'm, you know, trying to figure out too. Like, I love my my end goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the fact where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like striving towards. I want to be, you know, successful in my career, whether it's acting or something else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make a lot of money, but mm-hmm. then I'm like, does that mean I'm surrendering to money? Surrendering to mm. my career i i i I don't know good questions good questions i I have no idea (laughs) yeah no but and that's that's okay i love that you're you're asking though do you know what i mean like yeah i think that the fact that you and i we're on these respective paths and i love that i have friends that i can talk about this with right um i just i think that it's so dope that you're asking and that i'm asking in our respective paths right we're asking Mm -hmm. different questions and we've reached that point because before it was maybe not necessarily floating, but I feel like we're we're kind of just going things, going about things as best as possible. And now I think with a little bit of life under, you know, our belt and a little bit dirt under our fingernails, right? We've been we've been exposed to certain experiences and resources to ask better questions a little bit more consciously. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. to me, I'm like, I'm really what I I've. I've started to identify and what I want to let go of. Number one is like my, my baggage, whatever I want to call, you know, like I want to let go of like pain that doesn't serve me anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot because it comes from a lot of different sources. Like, you know, I have a teacher from like fourth grade that hurt my feelings, but 
I'm like, have I let that go? Pretty much, but like I still remember it very like, strongly. So like, you know, things like that. That's what I've been working through with with meditation or with journaling and with like with therapy and just talking with friends, right? All yeah. these different touch points bring those things to light. And I'm like, oh damn, I don't think I've like really let that go, man. But at least like I've addressed it. I've started to address it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like my one uh thing. And I think through the therapy and the meditation, and even honestly, the last like what, seven, eight months of surviving my last breakup, I've let go of a ton. And I'm like, Great. so grateful for that, you know? Yeah. But, but was it easy? Hell no. Was it comfortable? Absolutely not. But I'm. that's what I've wanted. And I think it started with asking those questions of like, well, what do you want to let go of? And even for what you said, like, how do you want to feel about it? Like, I just want to feel good about moving forward. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where like, you know, me, I'm a Christian in terms of my spirituality. So there's that saying as I like, let go, let God. And I'm like, uh, that is really hard. And it's also really humbling. Like, especially uh, for what I'm going through right now, this is a situation where I'm like, dude, even if, even when I'm trying to control what I'm consuming in my body, like mm. food, um, it's, it it doesn't really it helps a little bit but it's not like the the solution and it's like there's there's really nothing i can do that's going to like solve this issue or or fix this problem it's just like boom you got it um so you have to deal with it now mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah it's i'd I think that that's a really, well, it's okay. And tell me if I'm wrong. It sounds to me like you're saying there's a level like surrender and acceptance, right? Like you just have to, you can't change the fact that you have this health condition that you're dealing mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And I want to validate you because I do think there are things that we can control to improve the outcome, which yeah. for example, like if you started drinking hella alcohol and started eating crap every day and like True. not taking care of your sleeping center, whatever it is, right? Like these other things that are within your control. I do think like, yeah, again, you can't, con you can't change the fact that you have this condition, but you could also like exacerbate the problem and make it a worse presence in your life. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, but I do agree like on a, on a very like philosophical level, I do agree. I think there's something really important about that acceptance and surrender part though. I agree. Yeah. Because you can't change that you have it. However, you are doing, and that's why I have so much respect for you, Josh, is that you do whatever you can do, which is like, talk to your therapist about it, you know, research, research about it, join a Facebook group about it, you know, like, so that yeah. you have some things in place to help you manage it. That's, yeah. that's amazing. You know, I would want that for you. I want that for any person that, man, I'm just thinking about all the things I, I I'm a control freak about right now too. I get like that too, just about my health in general. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I get hyper like, okay, what vitamins though? What vitamins are in these? Yeah. yeah and yeah. what, and was this, uh, was this, you know, fair trade? Is it truly organic or is this a marketing scheme? Oh, am I, you know, intermittent fasting. Like I do, you know me, like, you right. know, I do. Yeah, I, I hear you. I do hella stuff to try to like control my weight. Um, my mood. I'm like, Ooh, my mood is weird. I should do some like, 
whatever, you know, I, I do a lot of like call to actions and call response things to myself. And I do think that on a certain level, it's good. But then like yeah. I can go to an extreme and then it's like really like control, control freak level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I know. You know, it's like it's like especially with your health. Mm. I feel like the stuff that you're going like the, that you're doing. Nothing bad. I I don't think it's. I'm not a health expert, so but I, like intermittent fasting, making sure that you're getting the right amount of nutrients and and minerals. I mean, nothing bad about that. Um, and if like, yeah, but it, it's just like a fine line, you know. Yes. Yeah, and that's like, you know, it's. Uh, it's it's so tough. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> well, because there's like, what's enough, right? Like. To me, I do, I because I see this, okay, also family stuff. I see this very much in my grandma. She, mm -hmm. like, escaped North Korea. She's very, very, uh, she kind of hoards, like, food. And she gets really, that's, like, her love language is just food and feeding people, right? Right. So she gets very, very um, conscious about what's in things, you know, how is it made, too much sodium, all this stuff, right? Which I was like, damn, I'm just like her, right? But I also see in her a watered down version of me, which is like, she, she cares so much that it's like, she has mass, like she, A, annoys a lot of people. I'm just going to say it. Like it gets very tough to hear all of her rules and to kind of like, you know what I mean? Like she's, yeah, then showing like everybody or just like, yeah. just, she has yeah. a lot of like things to say about everything. Right. So it doesn't, it doesn't encourage the people around her, which she's working so freaking hard to convince, like, you need to eat this and you need to eat it twice a day and da, da, da. It turns people off. And, yeah. and so that hurts her feelings. And then it's just an, an anxious way to live. You know, she's so yeah. hyper vigilant about all these things. And I was like, damn, I'm like a watered down version of my grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know what I mean? So like, I see a lot of, like myself and my mom. Oh, like, how so? It, it, you know, so I I love to like cater to the people that I love. Mm. So my mom does that like all the time. Mm. And so like I noticed that when she was visiting me back uh, at the end of February, um, all she wanted to do was like cook and clean. And I was like, mom, don't stress yourself out. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. but at the same time I'm like this is what she wants to do so hey you have full reins mom just go do whatever you want to do and then she was just like cooking up a storm and cooking up stuff for my roommate and um, f feeding us and just doing so much work and I'm like man this is especially in a relationship this is kind of like how I am so I can I can sort of see I'm not like that to an extent like to the T but mm -hmm. there are aspects where I've noticed. Where I'm like, oh, that's that's where I get that from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's helpful. I feel like it's just more data, right? Like that's just, yeah, yeah. It's at least you're connecting dots to understand, like, oh, and then there's, I mean, to go on a positive light, you, then you can accept that, like, oh, this is why I like to share love in this way. And that's why I think all those quizzes, like love languages and stuff, are really, really helpful. You know, really it important. Just, they mm -hmm. help you identify like this is the way I communicate and this is the way that I receive. That's like one of the steps, right? And the other part <laughs> that I work out with my therapist, like, why do I have such a hard time receiving? <laughs> like, I, why do I reject everybody? But then yeah. I have to work like 80 times harder to try to win their approval. Like, what's that about? Um, you know, you know what's really interesting about like receiving? Receiving is also a, a, 
a gift in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, like to, to know how to properly receive something with no feeling of, oh my God, I need to reciprocate something back. That, you know, doing that kind of like negates the gift. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I don't do know. Do you struggle I, with that, Josh? You, do you think you're a good receiver? I'm not. I'm working on it. I'm, again, yeah, I'm working on it too, where I'm like, oh, someone did something nice to me. I have to do something nice for them. What can I do? But <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, it, it's something where I'm like, well, I just try to do my best just to say, you know, earnestly say thank you. Um, but also in, in terms of just like life, like now I am, uh, what I incorporate into like my prayers is that, you know what? I am ready to just receive, mm. receive like these blessings, receive these gifts from God. Um, you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I've never really said that before in my prayers. You know? That's really special. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's funny when I first moved out to LA, I was, I was poor. Like I was working full-time for this government contracting company which wasn't paying well uh the job really sucked it was like long hours and um i remember saying to myself like oh this is just like maybe maybe i'm just getting prepared for something better which i i probably was but you know that mindset just kept on occurring to me from then to like maybe like a year ago Mm. and then now i'm like you know what no i i've I've, hey i'm I'm ready. Like mm. I'm ready to receive like this like big project, financial windfall and um you know, big things. Yeah. Whatever that is. So it's like, you know, opening up the the world to like your your inner world to these possibilities. Yeah. Cuz there needs to be space for that, right? Yeah. Which is why I think consciously I want to like it goes back to we're covering a lot of ground. I freaking mm-hmm. love this. Yeah. Um, and if people are, are keeping up, bless your heart. This goes back to like the the letting go stuff, right? Like I've listened to a lot of different philosophers, a lot of different like even religious leaders. Like I'm listening to like Buddhist frameworks. I'm listening to, you know, even some Christian sermons, even though I don't really I'm not, I don't consider myself a Christian that goes to church or anything like that. But just to revisit that and then um, just to get feed my brain. Um, but like Buddhism, um, stoicism, um, you know, even like people who are really into the stars and, and energy and law of attraction, like I'm into all of it. Right. And I'm, I'm very curious as to like how there are universal truths, I think that a lot of people align with. And there's a lot of that around letting go and creating space and that releasing healing, forgiving, like all these things are kind of packed into the letting go process and surrender is part of that too is that in order for receiving other things and like going into the next chapter and um, letting other good things flow into your life, you need to have mental, emotional, physical space even, right? Like if you have all the stuff that you ever had in your life, in your room, right? From childhood up until now, there's no space for that new desk or that new computer or whatever, a new bookshelf, a new book. Like you literally won't even have space for a book because you have all your your past shit like piled up. Right. Um, so there's a need to let go and, and, and kind of this thing, this item, this experience, this emotion served its purpose, you know, be thankful for it and then let it, let it go. Like, let it be a thing of the past. 
it's a big deal for me because I I want to consciously move into that next phase, but I felt stuck for so many reasons. And identifying all these things has been really, really helpful. Again, yeah. not not pleasant all the time, but really helpful. It's, it's it's tough because you know, especially with people with trauma, mm. um, you know, it's like I know this is one of the topics that we wanted to talk about was like, okay, uh, feelings versus reality yes and it's um oh it's it's like it's like someone that has experienced trauma is and i i have i've never really experienced like trauma like like that bad where it scarred me Mm -hmm. uh but i know there are people out there that have gone through trauma where if there's something that's happening to them now, it kind of reminds them of that trauma mm-hmm, and then they're feeling a certain way. And it's like, okay, your feelings are, are real, mm-hmm. but then is, is, is that what is ex- exactly happening right now in, mm-hmm. in reality? Right. And it's a, it's a really delicate dance. I, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand that where, you know, what's happening right now especially with like the state of the world and our nation um everything is very heightened yeah um it's like yeah in reality yeah we live in it the world is a it's a scary place Mm -hmm. and it's 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 terrible um and to feel scared and lonely and all that yeah that's that happens yeah but um on the flip side, yeah, I mean, like the world is also a beautiful place, and you have like all these other people who are really fighting for the cause and fighting for you and me, right? And working on yeah. vaccines and doing frontline work, and is I I I I'm totally a a perpetuator or have been a very unintentionally strong perpetuator of that of that uh, feelings versus reality. Thing where my feelings would kind of dictate everything. I'm an extremely sensitive yeah. and, and moody person. I'm a cancer, y'all. Okay. I just, it is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, but, and I knew that about myself when I was really young, but there were very specific moments in my life over time that came up repeatedly, especially when I was like dating and stuff, that my feelings would be hurt for some reason. Or I would feel like my sense of security threatened or like my self-worth. And I would kind of lash out, right? And my feelings would like override everything where I would come to these very dramatic conclusions. I don't even, I don't even call it, that sounds very mean to myself. Like they're very strong conclusions. Like, oh, you don't care about me. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't respect me um, because I was feeling X, Y, Z. Or you're not good enough. You're right. Not of, you're or like, not of yeah, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I don't matter to you. I'm not pretty <laughs> enough. I'm not whatever. And like all sorts of things, right? Like <laughs> name it and I felt it, right? And mm-hmm. I would think it, right? And uh, the thing that I'm recognizing as an adult was separating the two to like this. I really just, the biggest thing that I think that I've benefited off of this thing we called mindfulness that some people can much like, oh, yoga, meditation, and mindfulness. There are people out there like myself at a previous moment in my life was kind of turned off by these terms, right? Yeah. 
But I'm here as like a former (laughs) hater converted to a total believer, if you will. Like mindfulness (laughs) has has helped me have a, a, a process to like separate my feelings and my thoughts to help myself navigate tough moments, right? So like if I'm feeling shitty, which happens and it happens every day at some point, I have a little bit more space to be like, what a, what am I feeling? Right? Like, what is it? Are you, it's not just like sad, mad, happy, right? It's like, am I feeling rejected? Am I feeling, you know, unimportant? Am I feeling whatever? And those, those really specific words have helped me so much because it gets to the core of it, right? I'm like, okay, why am I feeling unimportant for a birthday, right? <laughs> like, why? And that's the process yeah. I had to go through. And I was like, okay, you're feeling these things and it's manifesting in the fact that like, you don't even want to talk to your mom right now. Like she doesn't know anything she did quote unquote wrong, right? But you're like holding this resentment against her and you're like literally denying her phone call because you yeah. feel some type of way. Why do you feel yeah. that? And then like thinking about it and then really seeing like, okay, the truth of the matter is they hit you up late in the day. You don't really know what the circumstances, these things happen. And this is, this is, then you, and then you felt that way. But it was like to really check myself of like, do they, can you say conclusively that they don't care for you? And I was like, no, that's not true. That's why I was sitting there going like, no, I'm really lucky. My family loves me so much. They call me, you know, my mom's been trying to get me a freaking dog for the last like two months, maybe more. You know, she she has her way of loving me, right? The fact right. that she didn't Zoom me in advance <laughs> doesn't mean that she doesn't love me. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. So I've been working on that a lot. And I'm like, damn, now I'm like, I need to apologize to all my ex-boyfriends. And I need to like, because I made some really, really strong conclusions, right? And strong statements that were like, in my mind, fact, right? Yeah. But it was it was my feelings and my perception that I think really was like running the show. You know, you you touched upon something that was that's really important is like when you verbalize and specifically name your your feelings. Mm. Um, not just like happy, sad, angry. It's like be a little bit more specific with it. Um, and uh, like. And then asking yourself, like, is this true? Mm-hmm. And it's probably not. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's probably not. You know, um, like, so so for me, like, like the whole people pleasing thing, it's like, do they like me? Do they hate me? Am I not worthy? Yep. yep. Am I of value? And then it's like, well, in reality, um, well, one, it shouldn't matter. And then two like if these people are like your close friends um yeah like or your or your family you you, not saying that you shouldn't feel that but i guess check check the reality see like oh wait i was just kind of freaking out of course they love me or of course they think i'm valuable and worthy right why would they spend their time with me right or yeah yeah it's that's so, that's so, that's a good, I, I commend that as a very mature, it's a mature approach, right? Yeah. Not like a, uh, I, I actually realize this with friends too. It's not just like family stuff, but like when I feel unimportant or that I feel undervalued or underappreciated, unappreciated or underappreciated by certain friends that I'm like, oh, well, you know, 
I'm a good friend or like it's get, I get into that mode. Right. And it starts to, the feeling that I don't like feeling is it's petty. Like I feel yeah. hella petty. And then I, lately though, I'm, I think I'm getting better at checking myself and doing some reality testing. This is what my therapist has. I helped me identify. And this is the term that I use. It's like, I test, I'm reality testing. I ask better questions again. I'm like, when's the last time you reached out to your friend? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you expecting things from somebody that you yourself have not offered? Right. And even if they gave you X, Y, or Z that you want from them, are you willing, or do you want to give that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just like, look at it from another perspective is what I'm saying. And yeah. that can lead to a lot of, again, some people can qualify that as like, wow, you're really overthinking this. And I can, uh, to a degree, sometimes I can say yes, but I'm personally right now okay with the analysis part because mm -hmm. I think it's helping me be a more reasonable person because I yeah. just don't want to walk around with a chip on my shoulder or victimhood or feeling resentful. Walking on eggshells. Walking yeah. on eggshells or feeling undervalued. And on the, also on the accountability part, I don't want to walk around being an asshole, right? Like, yeah. I just don't want to be like, Oh, you, you know, keeping score and stuff like that sucks. But yeah. so yeah. all of these things, you know, I'm just trying to have space for that and be like, let's, let's have a little chitty chat, Minji. And, and even do that to myself in a non-threatening way of like, okay, bitch, like we need to talk. Like I can be like that. That's a very, you know, sassy Minji way of like <laughs> approaching myself or anything. I can be very harsh and be like, okay, who do you even think you are? Like that is usually the attitude that I had with myself, I would be very hard on myself and be like, you have no place to even think that. Like, how dare you? Who do you even think you are? That's really mean. So lately, even as yeah, I like ask myself yeah. these questions, I'm like, okay, let's cool. Like you're feeling some things like, let's think about that for a second. Like, literally. Yeah. it's like, it's like, we, we, we do this. I think everyone does a little bit of self-sabotaging and, um, I go through it where it's like, oh, I don't deserve this. Mm. Und undeserving of whether it's someone's love and attention or work. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, really any anything. Um, you know, when you were talking about, uh, you had mentioned when you're like something about your friends and you felt the need to. Uh, what was it? I, I basically want to say like, you know, if you feel like you are unheard, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with feeling like unheard. It's, and, and you're feeling like, and you feel anxious or you feel insecure about that. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because basically from feeling unheard to feeling what that leads to feeling anxious or insecure, that, that's like a correct, I, I, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say here. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that, that uh, arrow of going from, I feel unheard. That makes me feel anxious and insecure. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you feel weird that you're even feeling that, yeah, um, that's something to like really explore. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think I got I got okay with the fact that I felt it, but that I left all of the responsibility only on me. I think that's where I think things went off the rails a bit. 
that I felt mm-hmm. like it was my fault or like that it's my responsibility to clean that mess up. And I just, you know, I know that I've wronged other people. I, I have for sure when I'm very angry and triggered, I've consciously hurt people. And there's yeah. a lot of times unintentionally, mostly unintentionally that like through just ignorance and distraction or whatever, like not being a considerate friend, I've hurt people. I've said things out of line or just ignored them or dropped the ball or something like we all, we all mess up. Right. And, um, when people bring that to my attention and not that everybody has, but when it has been brought to my attention, I do feel super bad and I'm, but I want to make it up. And so it is not just that person's job to get over it. If I'm the one who like injured them for something that I said or did. And I, I was, I'm beginning to let myself allow other people to make things up to me too, I guess. Even though like inside, I'll get really, really like entitled, be like, you know what? That person messed up. I hate them. I'm not going to do anything until they make it up to me, but then I'll keep it to myself. Do you know what I'm saying? So like they're they're literally going to walk around ignoramus. They're not going to even know that they hurt me and nothing ever went wrong. Or I'll like lash out so strongly that it just kind of like burns the bridge altogether. And it's these extremes. And I'm like, somewhere in there has got to be a healthy way to communicate to somebody, whether that's my parent or whoever, like, hey, that hurt. Or like, I would really like it if that didn't happen again. <laughs> like, yeah. please don't do that to me. Or like, or also like, so yeah, I, I'm working on that. I starting, I'm starting with my family with this birthday incident. I already talked to my brother about it. I talked to my mom about it today, actually. And yeah. it went well, you know, and it, it didn't feel great to like, I don't want to, I don't like those feelings of like, you didn't care about me, you know? Yeah. But I was working on it to just accept, you know, I would care if they felt like I didn't care. You know, I would really care if they, if I made them feel that. And if there's a better way to go about it, I would want them to tell me. So I, I just sucked it up and I was like, I didn't need a grown up. And so I told them and it went fine. You know, that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Baby steps, Josh. I know this is, (laughs) This is, this is, what's, what's great is, um, is that, um, okay. Yeah. With, with quarantine and with everything happening, uh, it's, you know, I, I, I think this is probably one of the most important times of our lives right now. I agree. Like this, this, this moment. And yeah, dude, you got to make a choice whether you're going to come out like a fucking beast or <laughs> you would just be the same person. Oh, that would suck. That would really <laughs> suck, man. God, well, for anybody who's like super happy with who they are, maybe like, oh, it doesn't apply. But I think the vast majority of people, there's, there's something, there's something in there that could, that could, yeah. that could yeah. use some, uh, you know, sprucing up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good. yeah that's good. But I was like, wait, <laughs> no, but I, I feel oh, you. God. I, I agree. And it, and, and I'm really, really working on it, man. For me personally, I have to work, like I said, just being gentler with myself. I have mm. really high expectations of others. I have really high expectations of myself. To a certain degree, I think that's okay to have like standards, you know? And then to have high standards, I think there has to be good communication and grace, both of those. And working on both of those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude, totally. And we have to be we have to be really kind to ourselves and yeah, I like how you said it. Yeah. Be really graceful with it. I, I, I feel like what we were saying earlier about the people pleasing part. I think I've gotten pretty damn good at uh, 
giving that to others. Um, and that's a good thing. That means I know how to do it, but I need to direct it back at myself. And I think it's even just for efficiency sake, for like practical results. I, I like, I'm a pretty results driven person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love to have good relationships. I already, I have my intentions set too, of like why. But anything yeah. all of this taught me, um, and it's not to diminish anybody's uh, situation financially at all, because money is is a tool, it's a resource, it's a necessity so that we can survive and be able to have the things that we need, right? But in terms of like my ambition for money for myself, um, I've asked a lot more questions like, what's the point, right? Like if I have, if if and when I can achieve a lot of financial success and wealth, like again, hey, what's enough, right? Well, how much money do you need? I don't want Bezos money. He has so much money. Like, I just feel like hey, it's become just a liability. He doesn't know, even know what to do with it. And people, he has a target on his back because of it. So I don't want all the money in the world. I would like a good amount of wealth because I want to be able to take care of my family. I want yeah. to be able to send my parents on a vacation. Like identifying those things and what matters to me has been really, really helpful to like ground me and yeah. then check myself. And then also, again, it came back to like, okay, I want to do all these things. But if I made all this money and I focused only on that and career success and all these bells and whistles and achievements, but all my relationships suck, then like, really, what's the point? And there's enough movies and songs and cliches to teach us like money doesn't buy happiness. Like at the end, relationships really do matter the most. It doesn't mean like screw your career. Right. But I want to I want to have proper priority, I think. So. You know, all of this is kind of helping me evaluate where I've been putting my energy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Social currency, man. Yeah. It's that's that's so important. Um, Relationships are so important. It's like I've always told this to my friends recently. Mm. It's because I've had such a scare with like my health. You know. I, I I picture myself li- literally on my deathbed, and it's like, what am I wishing that I'm I did more of? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's never like, oh, I wish I tried harder in acting or work. It's never like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, relationships are so important, and like, the relationship with yourself is is equally as as important. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had to, you know, if there's like one takeaway from from this uh, conversation, mm-hmm. I would, you know, like you said, Minji, like be be really gentle with yourself and don't be too hard on yourself. And yeah, I agree, Josh. Minji, I really appreciate <laughs> you. I love you so much, and I'm really glad that I have friends that I can be this open with and that um, I just appreciate your thoughtfulness and, and sharing your experiences. Cause you're going through a lot and I'm really, I'm really proud of you. I want you to know. Well, thank you. <laughs> that like you, you do handle you're, you're managing a lot. And I, I, I'm just, I'm glad that you're still able to work and take care of yourself, you know, have fun with your friends and open your mind to like these new parts of yourself. Because I think those yeah. are all things I think, you know, all together, there's like no one thing. There's no silver bullet to anything in all of this. But I think yeah. we're just all doing the best that we can. And then all together, that will help us like carry us to the next day, to the next year. That we're all recognizing we're not guaranteed, you know, like this yeah. t- time thing. Um, 
and appreciate what we have. And I think that's the best we can do. So thank you for being yeah. an example to me and an inspiration. I truly appreciate it. Oh yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. It's, I'm trying my best over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying doing my it. Best. You're doing oh, it. Thanks, and also I really hope that the, the transplant situation goes smoothly and that yeah, me too. I'll be sending out all the good energies I'm doing. Yo, we'll talk more, but I bought crystals, man. I'm like, I'm in that place. <laughs> and okay. I'm leaning in because this used to be an area where I used to judge and make fun of and clown on anybody who like talked about this with any level of seriousness. And I was like, really, though? You're like, and now I'm that girl. <laughs> hey, man, there's there's energy in everything. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm just expo- I'm wondering. I'm like, you know what? This could work. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Try it out. Shit. I'm going to send my crystal energy to you is what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm ready to receive that shit. (laughs) Uh, Josh, where can people find you and follow your story? Um, Yeah, just find me on Instagram at the Josh Han. And um, I'm going to be starting uh, a Twitch thing. Mm. Because one of the video games I did, it's out. And... um, yeah, I'm just going to start playing it and might as well just stream it while I play and dope. I don't know, have have fun with it. We'll see what happens. That's so dope. Congrats. Well, let me I'm I'm curious about this Twitch thing too. Another one of those things where I was like I was hella scared to Twitch Actually, live streaming. Yeah. I just want to like I think you know, it's more than just video games. It's yeah. like it's just streaming everything. Anything. And it's yeah. I I I downloaded it last week and then I was blown away at how much content there is out there so definitely take a look at that we can't keep up man there's like twitch like that's been around for years now i got tiktok and we i know you know i'm 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 overwhelmed with instagram come on (laughs) yeah dude me too (laughs) (laughs) well okay well we'll keep an eye out share that on your ig and um i'll definitely tag you and all the things so people can keep up with all the dope stuff that you do um and you as a person but thank you so much for thanks Sharing this time with me on this very sweltering hot freaking LA day um, <laughs> no to get through another moment in the coronavirus pandemic and onward because we don't know when anyone's listening to this. We're in it together, man. We We're are. We're in it together. Yeah, don't don't feel lonely. <laughs> thank you. I don't. I feel. I feel very, very. I'm in good vibes right now. So thank you. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for this week's episode of Letting Go of Control and Checking Reality with Josh Hahn. Thank you to Josh for being such a great guest. Follow Josh. Check out his work. And he shares really wonderful stories of his dog, Lola, who's so beautiful. And I don't think we even mentioned her in this podcast, which is a travesty. But anyways, go check it out. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend. Um, Please leave a five-star review and subscribe. Would really appreciate that. It gives me all the good feels. And it also helps people find the podcast easier. So uh, really appreciate that. If you'd like to contact me, you can hit me up at firstofallpod at gmail.com. And you can also follow me. uh, My Instagram is firstofallpod. And you can find the link tree to all the things, including website my amazon wish list my patreon thank you to my patreon patrons uh thank you to my newest patron stephanie wong wang 
Sorry, I don't want to mispronounce your last name, but thank you, Stephanie, for being a new subscriber, new supporter of the podcast. I'm so humbled and thankful for the support to keep this channel alive and to have it grow. And if you don't want to become a Patreon patron but would like to make a one-time donation, feel free to PayPal donate um, to firstofallpod at gmail.com. And I really appreciate it. Also, my link tree is an Amazon wish list. Somebody brought that up, and that's a thing, which is really cool. Um, sharing an Amazon wish list on things that I'm wishing for my new studio that I'm building out and more content to create. Thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer, for helping me keep this podcast alive. Thank you to Run River North for use of their song Pretty Lies for the intro and outro. Please go check out their music. I freaking love Run River North so much. They're dear friends of mine, but besides that, they are incredible musicians, true artists. They're awesome. Go check out their stuff. And I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. So please go check out other channels over there. See what other stories and funny things are being shared. There's a lot of awesome content. We're one by one, one episode at a time, adding complexity and nuance to the Asian American narrative. So really proud to be a part of that. And yeah, you can find First of All on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, everywhere. Um, So yeah, remember, share with a friend. We're all here to spread love. Thank you again to everyone who's been messaging me, tagging me. I truly appreciate it. It gives me such a boost of confidence and appreciation. And as you go head back out into the world, remember to spread love because honestly, all of it counts so much right now. It always did. But um, this is a particularly stressful time and we can use all the love and light that is humanly possible and spiritually possible. Call upon your angels. You know what I'm saying? Go there. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. I love all of you so much. I will talk to you soon. Have a great week. Bye. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.